You're listening to Green Biz Radio, the voice of GreenBiz.com, bringing you news and analysis on business, the environment, and the bottom line. For Green Biz Radio, I'm Matthew Wieland. If you work for a company that makes laundry soaps, then the resources used in your own operations are only a small part of your overall footprint. This is especially true if your company works on the global scale of Procter & Gamble. When looking at the energy use of its products from manufacture to disposal, P&G found that far and away the biggest source of energy use from customers washing their laundry in warm or hot water. As a result, the company began to develop new products designed to not only be washed in cold water, thereby using less energy, but has also begun developing a whole range of products it calls Sustainable Innovations. I spoke with Peter White, the head of sustainability at Procter & Gamble, to find out what makes a P&G product sustainable, how the company incorporates social responsibility into its goals, and how to make every job a green job. Peter, thanks so much for taking the time to talk today. Uh, I wanted to talk briefly about Procter & Gamble's overall goal for green products. Uh, At our conference a few weeks ago, you mentioned that the company has set a goal to to sell $20 billion in total sales of what you call sustainable innovation products. Tell me a little bit about what kinds of products those are. Sure. Um, What we call sustainable innovation products, and as you say, we, we set a goal that by 2012 we're going to uh, develop and market um, at least $20 billion worth in cumulative sales. Um, Sustainable innovation products are products with a significantly reduced environmental footprint versus previous alternative products. So the environmental improvements are going to be significant and they're going to be obvious. Um, And when we say that, we've we've actually defined what we mean by a, a significant improvement. Um, we look across the whole life cycle of the product um, and there has to be at least a 10% improvement, whether it's in energy used, whether it's in water, packaging, waste, or transport, but as I said, over the whole life cycle. And 10% may not sound a lot, but over the whole, a 10% saving over the whole life cycle is a significant improvement and a significant hurdle to meet. Um, so the products we're talking about, uh, products uh, in, the, in the laundry area, uh, of course, low temperature products uh, like tight cold water, or in Europe we have uh, the equivalent which is aerial uh, cool cleats. The significance there is that uh, if you look over the whole life cycle of washing clothes, by far the biggest uh, energy consumption and therefore CO2 emission comes from the heating of the water for actually washing the clothes. So if you can actually get people to wash at low temperature, then clearly there's huge uh, energy and CO2 savings. In the U.S., it's very significant. If we could get everybody in the U.S. to wash at low temperature in cold water, it would save around 3% of the total domestic energy consumption and would actually save somewhere around 6% of the country's greenhouse gas Kyoto commitment. So there's low temperature detergent, uh, compacted products. Um, you've seen um, across North America, we've compacted our liquid laundry detergents. So again, those sorts of products. We have other products for uh, low income consumers, uh, a product called Downy One Rinse, which is for hand washing in mainly developing countries, that uh, reduces by around two thirds the amount of water 
needed to actually do the washing. Uh, and then other sorts of products, uh, our brawn shavers, for example, we've just got a new smart uh, battery charger for the, the brawn razors, and so that these shavers use around 60% less energy uh, compared to the uh, alternative products. So these are the sorts of things where there's a significant and obvious environmental improvement. And I think one huge element of this is how do you get customers to use these in the way they're intended, the cold water laundry detergents particularly. But before we get to that, how how does Procter & Gamble go about developing and designing these products? Is it looking at what's already on your list of, of products on the shelves and figuring out ways to improve them? Or is it coming up with entirely new products? Well, I think, as with most things, it, it, it's both and. Um, I mean, what is key here is to get and sustainability into the innovation process. So we, we, we sort of embedded it into the innovation process that our research and development folks use so that uh, for some time they've been using tools like life cycle assessment that actually look at the overall environmental impacts of a product throughout its whole life um, as they assess new products, but getting these sorts of assessment tools into the R&D process so that people can, uh, early on can actually determine um, what the sustainability profile of their products are. Just to go back to that, that one uh, example I gave earlier around um, tired cold water, the whole idea of that came from an assessment of the energy consumption of the company. We, we did a life cycle assessment essentially of Procter & Gamble. We looked at all of our product categories and all the life cycles of those products to see where you know, our energy footprint lay. And that gave us, uh, I mean, quite a surprise at the time that you know there was this huge peak um, in laundry in the use phase and that actually led us to, to develop a low temperature um, detergent because obviously as, you know, in that case there are benefits all around. Uh, we talked the environmental benefit of low temperature washing but you know there's a clear consu the consumer benefit is the consumer saves energy and therefore saves money. Um, it also, at lower temperature, is uh, better for fabrics. So it's better for fabrics, it's better for the consumer, it saves the consumer money, and it's better for the environment. So it's a win all round. So we're not asking the consumer to make a trade-off here. We're actually providing benefits all around. You touched on the energy use idea, which I, I want to come back to again in a moment. Part of the design process you mentioned at the conference entails a shift from what you call green by design to products that are green by design. Can you explain the difference between those two ideas? Well, simply at the conference, I, I was just making the, the distinction. I mean, the, the, the role of design in green products. Uh, so obviously, the whole design process, so you could say this, it, it, it's green by design. It's the design piece that makes the difference. The other point there is you know, that you make it green by design, i.e. intentional. Uh, and that's something you know that we we have taken on board that if you're going to make green products, you have to be very intentional and actually build it into the fabric of the company. Um, and so it's not just you know you it's not just about going out there and having green advertising. You have to have the R and D in place um, to actually design these products that have significant and obvious environmental benefits. Um, you obviously then have to have the communication with the consumer so the consumer understands what the benefits are and knows how to actually realize those benefits. But it goes much further than that. If you're going to 
have it green by design throughout your company, um, then you have to put in place a range of other programs as well as just obviously product development. And that's you know at the heart of what where we've gone about uh, sort the of five plank sustainability strategy. Yes, we said we've mentioned already we can we have a goal of twenty billion dollars worth in sales of sustainable innovation products. So that's on the product side. But the second our second strategy is around our own operations. So actually improving the environmental footprint of our own operations, our own plants and facilities. Uh, and we've set a goal that over the decade, um, 2002 to 2012, we will have reduced our environmental footprint in terms of energy, CO2, water, and waste um, by at least 40% per unit of production. So products, our own operations. Thirdly, um, social programs, because the social part of sustainability is, you know, is as important as the environmental part. So there we have programs to actually uh, help children in need and deliver clean drinking water around the world with goals. The fourth strategy is, again, really about how you are intentional about this. You have to engage your employees because unless your employees are on board, the sustainability strategy isn't going to work. So there our goal is to engage and equip all of our employees to build sustainability thinking into their everyday work. The fifth plank of our strategy is that we'll work um, with uh, all the stakeholders involved work transparently to shape the future sustainability um, agenda. So that, that was my point about, you know, you could be green by design and, and incorporate green design in your product, but if you really want to do it properly, you have to be green by design, i.e. intentional, and that requires a whole range of different um, actions and, and strategies across the country. Now, there's a lot, a lot in that within those five points. I'm curious, how how did you go about engaging employees in this process? Is it um, what are some of the results you've seen, and and how did you go about doing that? Um, well, essentially, I mean, as strategy, as I said, we want to engage and equip all our employees to build sustainability into their everyday work, and and there are three separate parts to that. Um, the first is awareness building and, and making sure that everybody within the company knows about sustainability and knows about um, the corporate strategy. Um, and, and that awareness raising, we've done it in a range of different ways. Within the company, we have a sustainability ambassadors program, which is sort of like a, a network within the company that links up all the people who have a passion for sustainability, whether it's as part of their work or whether it's a personal passion. So links them up, provides information, um, provides materials to them, tells them what's going on in the company. So there's that program. We also recently, on Earth Day, on Earth Day we had a event around the world to raise awareness on sustainability. So at our plant, around 50 of our facilities around the world, employees were engaged in demonstration events, exhibitions, fundraising events linked to sustainability. So that's the, the sort of awareness raising piece. The second piece is getting employees engaged. Uh, because it's much more profitable if you, if you can get them engaged in programs rather than just tell them what's happening. So at each site, uh, all of our sites, um, we are uh, setting up um, programs, uh, for example, recycling programs, energy saving, water saving programs, sustainability awareness programs, actually at, in individual sites to get our employees actively involved in the process. 
And then the third piece, which is, is probably the, 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 the biggest challenge, is providing training for employees on what does sustainability mean for my job. Uh, we've talked about R&D. So you know, for, for, if you're in R&D, sustainability means um, coming up with sustainable innovations, designing more sustainable products. But what happens if you're in marketing, in the, the whole area of environmental marketing, marketing claims guidance? Uh, if, you're, if you're in the area of finance, what does sustainability mean if you're in finance? What does it mean uh, if you're in the sales organization? So for each of those functions, we are developing training on what does sustainability actually mean for my job. That's a really interesting idea. That That's something that we talk about a lot in terms of this growing interest in green jobs, and everybody's looking for a job at a green company, but it seems like what would be more beneficial or have a bigger impact would be to make every job a green job. What sort of response have you gotten from employees as part of this uh, sustainability awareness? Very much along the lines that you suggest. Um, our group, Global Sustainability, that, that I run, is a small corporate group. Um, it has uh, 50, it only has 15 people in, but it is a very it, it's a corporate role. Whereas sustainability is a role for you know, all 138,000 people within P&G. We often get people who have a passion for sustainability within the company coming in. I'd like a job in the corporate sustainability organisation. My response is there's an awful lot you can be doing in your own role on sustainability. And the way that we have organized sustainability within the company, each of the business units, each of the regions, each of the countries, and each of the corporate fun and each of the functions has its own sustainability strategy that, that that group is working on. So whether you are in design, whether you are in human resources, whether you are in finance, whatever, the the different functions have a sustainability strategy. The different, the different businesses, for example, you know, our baby care business has its own strategy. Fabric care has its own strategy. And there are people within those organisations who are responsible for delivering on sustainability. In those. So there are more people working on sustainability outside of the sustainability function than there are inside, by the way. And I, I would agree. You know, the question of people to the say, well, I'd like to work in a sustainability organization. I would say, if you work for a company, you can make sustainability part of your job. In thinking about promoting the new products that, that we were talking about earlier, as far as these more sustainable or greener products, uh, are there obstacles to getting customers to buying these? Is it still the 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 first question is always does it work as well as the usual stuff or what I used to buy? I no, I understand your the, the question because you know, back in the nineties um, there was a lot of green marketing and but unfortunately you know, if people if you said this product is green what the consumer often heard was this isn't going to work as well um, I'm going to have to put twice as much in um, or they've left the important stuff out so basically that they were being asked to compromise on either performance or on value um, for the sake of sustainability. And our strategy today is no, no trade-offs. We, we are not going to ask consumers to compromise on performance or value for sustainability. So it's not either or, it's both and. Essentially, consumers want, they want products that work, 
provide superior performance, products that give good value, and are more sustainable. So it's you've got you. That's the trick with sustainable innovation is how to actually meet all three of those at the same time. And it, it's still true today. If you if you offer a consumer uh, or tell them it's a more sustainable product, but it hasn't got either the performance or it's going to cost more, then there are only a few consumers who will be willing to make that compromise. And our aim is to bring sustainability to the mainstream, and that means providing consumers with all three, sustainable products that give performance and value. Now, if you get it right, a product, for example, a tide cold water and aerial cool clean, the, there are so many benefits that consumers you know, will recognize them. Essentially, they're, they're, they're effectively getting the detergent for free because every year they will save so much energy that it will virtually pay for the detergent. And in some countries, that has been the, the main sort of message to consumers, you know, this, it provides brilliant cleaning and it saves you money. So, the, you know, the money saving, or it saves you energy. Um, that has been the main message. Uh, in other countries, um, depending on the level of awareness around environment, some countries we have focused more on superior cleaning, good value, and good for the environment, rather than focusing on um, specifically the money saving and energy saving. So essentially, you have to find out what is it that the consumer wants and then communicate in, the, in those terms, basically adapt your communication to, to what, the, what, what the consumer um, needs are in that country. The last thing I want to talk about is something that I'm hearing more and more lately, which is, well, a key element of Procter & Gamble's overall sustainability strategy includes this idea of social responsibility or social responsibility programs. The idea that you focus not just on the environment for sustainability, but you also look at the triple bottom line. What, what does that look like at Procter & Gamble? The social responsibility piece, I mean, we, we look at the sustainable development as a, as a uh, three-legged stool. So we've got um, environmental protection that we've talked about already. Then we've got um, economic development, but also social responsibility. So a three-legged stool, and like most stools with three legs, um, it doesn't work very well if one of the legs is, is considerably shorter than the other. Trying to keep all three of those um, aspects in play at the same time is very important. So um, on the social responsibility piece, um, I mean we've, we've you know, taken this as a as a mission for the company. We have a, a corporate cause which is called Live Long and Thrive, and this aims to help children in need. Um, and we've set a goal that we will, uh, over the next five years, we will reach 250 million, so that's a quarter of a billion children through this program. Uh, Live Long and Thrive helps children live, so programs that concentrate on health and learn, programs that focus on education and thrive, these are programs that build self-awareness. Now, as one, one of our programs, one of our the signature programs for that is the thing called is Children's uh, Safe Drinking Water Program. Uh, and that uses a very sustainable innovation. It's a, a product that was developed by P&G. Essentially, it's a, a small sachet about the size of a tea bag that can clean up uh, a bucket full of um, dirty water into uh, clean drinking water up to WHO drinking water standards. This is a product that uh, is very cheap um, to make and to distribute. Um, 
we are talking a cost of around three and a half cents US for 10 liters of water. So essentially, you're cleaning up water for 0.3 of a cent per liter. The requirement for clean water, two to three liters of clean drinking water a day, it's a couple of cents to be able to give clean drinking water to someone for a day. So a very cheap way of delivering clean water. We've deployed that co- that uh, sachet through a variety of different partners around the world in over 30 countries. And we've just celebrated the delivery of our billionth liter. We've delivered a billion liters of clean, safe drinking water through this program. And we've set a goal that by 2012, we'll have delivered another 2 billion liters uh, of clean, safe drinking water. So again, this is this is using sustainable innovation. It's a sustainable innovation product. This time, it's actually uh, delivered through essentially a philanthropic program. It, we deliver it uh, through disaster relief operations with the major disaster agencies, Red Cross, uh, CARE, uh, UNICEF, and also through social marketing through uh, organisations like Population Services International who market these in social markets around the world. So they are the the sort of core of our social responsibility program. We also have on-the-ground programs wherever we operate because we believe it's important that we're part of the communities wherever we live and operate. Peter, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. You've been listening to Green Biz Radio. For the latest daily news on business, the environment, and the bottom line, and to sign up for our free newsletters, visit greenbiz.com.